This is a Sort of Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to a Sort of Star Wars podcast, a podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And we have Matt here tonight. Hi, Matt. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So here's what we're doing tonight. We are talking about Rogue One. Oh, is that coming out? <laughs> this December. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, actually, it came out five years ago in oh. December. So this December, it'll be five years old. Five years old. So what I'm doing is this year, every month, I'm going to do one episode strictly about Rogue One. Oh, okay. So I kind of picked out like 12 topics, whether it's like characters or the score or scenes or something like that. Okay. And each month I'm going to talk about a specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to be on the first one. All right. So I thought, what a better place to start than the trailer. That makes sense. Because there are yeah. some things about the trailer. Um, the teaser especially, but the trailer we're going to focus on because teasers don't really count. Right. But I did look at the teaser. It's like a minute and 40 seconds long. I'm like, that's not a teaser. <laughs> that's not a teaser. That's a trailer. It's a pre-trailer. <laughs> um. Yeah, so um, the teaser came out in April 2016. Okay. And then in August of 2016, the trailer came out that we're going to talk about. Okay. So we're kind of going to, me and you just watched the trailer, mm-hmm. and now we're going to kind of slow it down and watch it just a little bit at a time and talk about it, pick things out that stand out to us. Um, when's the last time you watched this movie? Uh, I think within the last six months or so. Okay. Um. That's good then. Yeah. When's the last time you watched this trailer other than just now? <laughs> oh, probably August, August 2016. <laughs> no, probably um, a number of times between August and December. <laughs> Were you one of the 45 million people that watched it? <laughs> uh, probably. Um, probably. I, I honestly don't remember when this came out. Like, So Force Awakens had come out just the year before. Okay. And I feel like we were all kind of pretty much riding on the Star Wars is back high mm-hmm. from The Force Awakens still. Right. Um, and then this movie came out. And I don't know that I even knew what this movie was about until I went to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like blown away by this movie when it came out. Like it immediately went to like the top of my Star Wars list. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because I had like no expectations of what it was. I don't think I even knew the plot of it. Yeah. That I- it yeah i didn't know that it took place like immediately before a new hope no i didn't yeah i'm trying to remember too i don't even know if i saw it in theaters to be honest i feel like i would have given it's a star wars right. movie, but it's not like a memory i have yeah of, like you know like i remember a, so yeah i remember coming out from the theater and like the parking lot being packed and just being like sitting in the uh the um parking lot waiting to get out because it was packed Hmm. and just being like man that movie was so good like we just came off force awakens and i thought that would be like the best star wars movie because the first one after so long and you got a new you know and then this one happened and there's so much good stuff in this movie right and since then it still has even with the other ones that have come out this is still one of my top star wars movies of all time yeah yeah there's definitely things about this movie that make it unique and special yeah the in the Skywalker saga, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, the when I watched this trailer, I had watched the teaser shortly before because I wanted to figure out like which trailer I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to pick out like the first trailer, but I did watch the teaser to see what that was. And it was interesting. I know the movie had some like production issues where like partway through they had to bring in someone else completely 
to like oh. redo a lot of the story um, and uh, redo kind of the storyboard and like add like they made some characters that were minor like Aunt Cassian wasn't like a he was like a minor character and they made him like more major character um, and so it was but even between April and August it was kind of interesting to see the differences um, and like just one well we'll get to it then one that I remember off the bat mm-hmm. um uh but let's start into the movie and i'll put the link to this trailer in the show notes so people can see which one we're talking about um so let's go ahead and just get into the trailer and uh start talking about it All so right. uh now we're two seconds in <laughs> two seconds in <laughs> <laughs> and you already hear the imperial march right it's yep. just like very like like one guy on a synthesizer, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but and, it's like it's like eerie, right? Like the, yeah. yeah, but like people who have seen any Star Wars is like, oh, I know what that is, right? And it only took a second for us to hear it <laughs> and realize what it was. Yep. Uh, but we get this picture of the city, which we know is Jeddah, right? Um, and there's Imperial ships, Tie fighters, uh, all over the place, right. flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we get Saul Guerrero pretty soon, or. Or pretty early on by Forrest Whitaker, right? Which did you watch through Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah. and you saw, so you saw Saw Gerrera in that, yeah. um, which that would have come out way before this, right? And I thought they did a really good job of making. Uh, Forrest Whitaker did a really good job playing like an old Saw, right? Right. When I don't know, you know, it. Trying to remember, like the first time I would have seen it, if I would have said that that was. I probably would have looked it up on IMDb, you know, right. getting who the characters were and been, oh yeah, like right. remember that storyline. So yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's where the the Star Wars expanded universe outside of the movies really right. started to kind of take hold. Right, you know, where they were grabbing stuff from like lesser known Star Wars and putting it in the more known Star Wars. Right, it's like. Right. Oh, it's it's like what they did with the Mandalorian. It's like a lot of people might not know who this is, but for the fans, this is amazing. Right. Um, but I don't think I saw the Clone Wars part before I saw this movie. Okay. So to me, Saw Gerrera was a brand new character. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we're right here, the this was one of the main differences in the teaser compared to this. Uh, Force Whitaker doesn't look anything like this. Oh, really? Like his beard is not out, grown out. His hair is not long. I don't know that his eye is i mean his eyes always lazy but not that lazy look at it (laughs) maybe i don't think maybe i mean maybe it got maybe i just maybe i just paused it at a bad spot (laughs) well maybe (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think he's wearing like all the mechanical stuff um no i you know it'd be interesting and i don't want to get us too far off topic but you know we know that a cassian andor series is coming right Given that Saul is so dramatically different from the Clone Wars to to where he is now, I feel like there's there could be some interesting oh yeah um, stories in there as well. Yeah, because when you leave him, he's like I don't think he's even got any injuries. I think he's still like a I would say he's what he's like twenty yeah uh, eighteen twenty somewhere in there. So yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, that was like. End of Clone Wars, maybe season four or five of Clone Wars, maybe. Right. right. Um, so he figures was, he's not much older than Vader is. Yeah, I was going to try and see if I could uh, bring up a picture of Saul from 
the there's other things that are in the teaser as well that uh are not in the movie at all and we'll see some of that in the in the trailer because um i read an interview by gareth edwards right that's his name gareth edwards the director of this movie Mm -hmm. um and he had said that when they were like kind of redoing everything they just wanted like random shots of anybody doing cool things (laughs) and they're just gonna like try and if they need it for the movie they have it if they don't and it was he said it was kind of just a chance to, to have everybody get together and just like kind of uh get to know each other and um get to play around in front of the camera mm-hmm. um like this the teaser has this little scene oh. in the hallway mm-hmm. where she's like dressed up like an imperial and all the right. lights light up around her very like um i guess it's death star is right. that when luke in return of the jedi or is it the first one um, or, i mean empire strikes back when empire strikes back in that hallway that's actually on the cloud city oh right right and he steps into that hallway and it lights up you know it's funny that you you bring this up because i remember that particular scene where she's dressed in the um the pilot outfit like the tie fighter pilot outfit and you're thinking oh my goodness i thought she was the good guy right she a bad guy or she you know betray them or something like that so i do remember that i remember seeing this trailer and thinking i wonder if she goes bad somehow and that's just how trailers are they try to misdirect you mm-hmm. why can't i find this picture of a uh, saul oh there he is oh yeah interesting i mean he looks like normal forrest whitaker right yeah see his yeah. eyes more way more wider open <laughs> look at he that does have his, it does have his mechanical yeah stuff he there. does have that but it's just his beard is short his hair is shaved like he normally is right um but yeah but i think it's um if I remember the Clone Wars, he did have kind of that mm-hmm. like side swiped, right? You know, yeah. <clears throat> and him and his sister, yeah, because yeah. like his sister was like the one that was like kind of leading everything, and he was just like the muscle. She right. was like the brains, and he was the muscle, right? Which kind of explains why his rebels didn't really do so well then. I mean, they, I mean, the rebels, the regular rebels know of Saul's rebels. Right. And like two different groups. Right. Um, but, but even in the show, he's more extreme than what right, she is. She's right. more tactical. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's enough teaser. Okay. Enough teaser. Back to the, back to the uh, main thing here. Um, so with this scene, with the Star Destroyer just floating over the city. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool because I, I don't know before this, if I ever thought about, a huge star destroyer being inside like the, a right. planet's atmosphere. Right. You just think of them in space. Right. And you're thinking like, how do they build them in space and put them in space? We're like, well, I guess they have to have, they're probably made on a planet somewhere. So they have to be able to fly in atmosphere, but you don't ever see it. Right. And you really get an idea of how big these things are. Right. When it's longer than the entire city. Right. <laughs> right. So they start talking about this girl mm-hmm. and this this guy the way he talks always reminds me of the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean um the one that like is talking uh and one of the other ones they like list off all the bad things that Jen or so has done right so they're like right i don't know what all her her crimes are but when he says it his act his like english accent and the way he's listing off all these things and talking, it reminds me so much of the the main bad guy that ends up turning into a pirate. 
that is in love with Elizabeth. Oh yeah. Um, and, I, and yeah, not I know, Orlando even, Bloom, but the yeah. like Colonel or General or Captain or right. whatever he is. Yeah. Yep. Every time I hear him talking, I'm like, is that the guy? And then I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no. it's not. <laughs> um, it's kind of a so they they say they have a mission for this girl who we don't know who she is, Jenner. Right. So even if you like looked her up, Jenner, so would be a brand new character. You wouldn't even know her by name, right? Um, which I remember maybe this is why I didn't really care about the movie is like, this is all people who I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like you have no like backstory. You expect all the star Wars to link together. Right. Um, and you don't really know what a star Wars story is. <laughs> Rogue yeah. one, a star Wars story. Yeah. Uh, um, like, I don't know. Like a bedtime what, story. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> is it star Wars or is it like a, some sort of like spinoff thing? But right. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so they say they have a mission for, her, and then we get this shot. This is um, probably one of my favorite shots. Yes, when when the shadows slowly, like being, or the the star destroyers coming out of the shadow, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, what's going on? And then you realize that it's the it's the, the disc, yeah, the, the firing uh, disc or whatever yeah. from the Death Star. Yeah, yeah the, that's the dimple, cool. the dimple, the dimple. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like uh and. I don't know if you heard it, but like the Imperial March is playing again. Right. I think it plays a couple different times uh, throughout the whole trailer. Yep. Um, but this felt like the part from, um, is it Return of the Jedi or Empire? When you see the like super Star Destroyer for the first time. And you like see all the Star Destroyers and these, this shadow comes out. Right. And then you like zoom out and you see this, oh wow, there's this huge Star Destroyer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I... You know, since you paused it here, it's interesting to look at the Star Destroyer, and it's like you look at it, and it's it kind of reminds me of like one of those. I don't know how they did it, but it like it almost looks like a model, right? It's know, a, it looks like a miniature, right? So it looks like a miniature, and you know, I, I wonder if they use some of those like practical effects that you know, yeah, that Star Wars. It's this movie does such an amazing job of making you feel like it's at like it's it's a new hope it's like the yeah. it's like happening right before a new hope like yeah the costumes i know they use fo- like leftover footage someone found footage like happened upon footage from the original movie that was never used hmm. i know they use it in the fight scene um uh i mean the like with the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters. Yeah. Um, which was so cool, like, to use actual footage. And they, like, they did such a good job of overall making it feel just, like, uh, the same time as New Hope. Yeah. And they're making this, what was it, 40 years later? 2016 to 1977 or 76. How right. many years is that? 40? 40, yeah. 40 years later. So No, I agree. I feel like of all the Star Wars movies... This one is by far, th- and and it makes sense because it it had to be had to have the same feel as the original trilogy, but just it had the same, you know. If you talk to a Star Wars fan, that's kind of like one of those diehard kind of ones that we complain about sometimes. <laughs> right, right. I think that they would say that Rogue One is the closest in feel and mm-hmm. story yeah. to the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, and. Which is good, yeah. If that's what you're looking for, but I mean, a lot of people like the sequel trilogy, and some people really like the. There's a certain group of people that really like the prequel trilogies. <laughs> I, mean, I really well, like them all, but like, yeah. When you if you're looking for that like 
nostalgic Star Wars feel, this one kind of hits it. It does. Which yeah. is funny because I feel like the reason that the original Star Wars felt the way that it felt was because they had such a limited budget. Like they're like, oh, we need this to look rustic. Here's a tablecloth with a, it's got a stain on it, but Luke can wear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like everything is just like sheets and tablecloths right. that like people were wearing. Right. Because they had such a low budget. Right. Uh, in the first movie. And I don't know how much the percentage was set, was spent on special effects, but probably a lot of it. Right. Um, and so it was funny because this one, they had a ton of money, but they had to like make it feel the same way. So, right. um, yeah, just interesting. Yep. Yeah, so then we see that yeah the the big disc being put on, um, which watching through this, I noticed that they don't put Tarkin in here at all. So I uh, wonder. I think he's in a little bit later. Oh, is he, he? I don't think he says anything. Okay, or... yeah, I just missed him. One of the first times you see Cassian talking to uh, Jin, mm-hmm. he's saying something about if you're really doing this, I want to help. Right. Um. And that gets you the that makes you feel, and then it shows them in a ship together, and they're flying somewhere, and she's like good, and he's like good, and like you kind of get the feeling that this is like the beginning of the movie, and like right off the bat they're like, hey, we're gonna do this mission together, right? Right. When in reality, in the movie, this is like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, <laughs> right? Well, not quite, right. but it's like near the end of the movie before right. they like band together. Well, and it makes you think too that she's kind of like the rebel alliance pulled her out of whatever she did. Because she has a special set of skills. Right. You know right. what I mean? Um, and like you said, when we watched it the first time, trailers are really just a big, you know, pull the wool over your yeah. eyes. You know, yeah. Misdirection. Yeah. And so I, I think that they definitely did that. Like they kind of kept the integrity of what the movie is about, but also kind of switched the roles, right. you know, from what it actually would be. And this part where they're saying good and good, I honestly can't remember from the movie. I don't think it's like, in there. When is K2SO not in the front seat of the U-ship? I don't remember. Right. But, I, don't, I don't think that he ever is. Yeah. Again, so, I think this is a and scene I, that wasn't used. Yeah. There's one like major scene that I remember seeing. Um, like I remember being upset when I saw the trailer that wasn't in the movie. Um, and we'll get to that later, but it kind of shows them walking around a downtown. We see this guy, um, who says they destroyed our home and starts mm-hmm. shooting at all these stormtroopers with this awesome gun. Um, and he gets more, he gets just as much screen time. I mean, he gets more screen time in the trailer than K2SO does. And I feel like he's like a lot more minor of a character in the movie. Like, I don't know. I would, I would say he's on the same. So it's I, ba- I would, we're talking about Bays. Um, M no, it's Chur and Mway Bays of the Wills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know his last I, name. I don't, <laughs> I don't know it either. But I, I would say that they're kind of on the same level. Um, maybe a little bit less. I mean, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So they show, and they're kind of going through one person at a time here. Um, they just showed Bays. Now they show Chirrut, and you can see from his eyes that he's blind. Right. Um, and he says, "All of this is the Force wills it." Um, and which we haven't heard anyone say in Star Wars before. I don't think. Right. I think you get a lot more. Maybe this isn't from the trailer. Um, from the movie, you get a lot more of the like the the Force. Religion, I feel like, mm-hmm. 
than you do in other movies. Like, I'm not sure how much I felt like the Force was a religion. Even in the prequels, it didn't feel like a religion. It was more of just a... It was a tool. Yeah. I mean, the Jedi, I guess, were like the monks, you know, kind of. And the Force is the... Whatever the monks believe. I was going to say yeah. Christianity, but that's not it. But Well, yeah. I think, you know... And maybe this is Star Wars fans reading too much into it, but you know, maybe that was kind of how Lucas wanted to show they lost their way. I mean, you know, we've speculated about how the Jedi were actually—they're the ones that are truly at fault for right. Vader, right, and for the Empire. Yeah. Whether Lucas meant that to be interpret meant it to be interpreted that way, I don't know. But I would say there, you know, if you. When you start to go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole, you do see that there are a lot of like religious points around right. the force. Yeah. You know, and like you said, like what he says here, you know, the force wills it or that yeah. sort of thing. And I think you only get a taste of that when it comes to Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and even throughout some of the Clone Wars series you get tastes of it here and there. Right. You know, so. But this one you find out, so we find out, not in the trailer, but later on, that Chirrut and Baze were what they call guardian of the wills, which is people that guard the temple where they keep the kyber crystals. Right. Um, so Jeddah is this kind of like, I want to say Mecca, but it's not really, I don't know if it's that same type of thing. It's like a holy city. Right. It's like a Jedi holy, holy city. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, we find out that Baze has kind of lost his religion, losing his religion. <laughs> um, that's him in the corner. <laughs> in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Chirrut kind of, kind of in the movie brings him back to his, his religion. Yeah, it's just interesting. I know in the very first movie, New Hope, uh, the one guy says to uh, Darth Vader how he's the last of his like religion, his mm-hmm. ancient religion. Right. Ancient, like 30 years ago, yeah, it was like years. hugely popular. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Um, and he was definitely old enough to be well, alive during then. Yeah. I guess it was hugely popular from our point of view, from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but, I think, yeah, you're right. I mean. From from like, if you watch The Mandalorian, they don't even like know what the force is apparently. So Right. And I think that's interesting. It's an interesting thing to to think about because you're right. As a viewer, you assume that the the Force and the Jedi are just kind of this known commodity, right? But when you stop and think about it, it's an entire galaxy, and like the outer rim is hardly explored, right. and they have unknown regions mm-hmm. and all this all this stuff. And you think, you know, outside of the inner planets or inner systems or whatever they call it core system or whatever uh, they you know something yeah definitely something <laughs> something in the middle yeah <laughs> coruscant plus <laughs> correct <laughs> coruscant plus <laughs> coruscant metropolis <laughs> yeah well like you the the maybe, tri-planet area yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start to see that outside of that you know the idea of jedi and sith and force and all those things are probably less known yeah yeah um so it's like when you discover like something uh that you like and then you go to the internet and you're like wow there's like 
hundreds of thousands of people that like this same thing too right. how did i not know this ever existed it's like when i bought my first moped and i'm like oh my word there's so many people who love mopeds i didn't even know like there's like there's like in between uh pennsylvania and new jersey and maryland there's like nine moped like groups like i don't what do you call them clubs clubs yeah basically yeah. in lancaster we have the wizards Oh, the wizards the like wizards. Wiz, like wheeze. <laughs> I was just saying, not like have... what you do to stay warm while you're riding your moped. <laughs> just go, man. Just go. Oh, that's there. warm. <laughs> We're there, man. <laughs> um, and so we see Donnie Yen doing some pretty awesome stuff. I remember, I don't think I knew Donnie Yen was in the movie until I saw the movie, and I was like, "It man, yeah, it man's in the movie." What does it say for you and I? I think that that. This came on the heels of us just having been introduced to Donnie Yen. Yes. And the miraculous. So amazing. <laughs> so amazing. Karate. Yeah. You know, martial artist that he Which is. Like, oh, yeah. I could get like a wooden statue and I could learn Wing Chun. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. Like, how are his arms not completely bruised? For people who don't know, we're talking about Ip Man. Ip Man. I think they're still on Netflix. They're going off. Oh, I need to rewatch them. Yeah, I, just, I think they're going off at the end of this month. At oh least the first goodness. one is. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. The uh, There was a guy at work who was in my office at work, and he saw my Rogue One poster on the wall. And he's like, oh, I love this guy right here. And he pointed Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yes. He's like, you probably don't know, but he was in a movie called Ip Man. I was like, oh, <laughs> I know Ip Man. <laughs> and then we like spent like the next like 15 minutes talking about like which which ha- story happened in which right. man like wait was the second one with the english boxer and there was a fourth one but which one was the one where he's old like it's not donnie yen but it's it man and right yeah so right. i kind of got mixed up with all the different ones but i think there's four now maybe five i think there's five i think there's one two three four with donnie yen the fourth one being called the finale and then there's one mixed in there somewhere where it man is old old and not donnie yen Gotcha. But I know, it's kind of like the Rockies. Kind of lose track of what happened in which one. <laughs> um, so like uh, a minute in, we see K2SO, I think for the first time. Yep. And he says, the captain says that you're a friend, so I'm not going to kill you. Um, nice of him. Yeah. You don't really get the relationship there. Right. Like when you watch the movie, you get how... Um, I don't know what you call it, but how sarcastic he's snarky. being. Yeah, snarky. <laughs> yeah. Like, you find out when you watch the movie, be like, oh, well, he would like to kill her just because yes. she's has a gun and he doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's a great relationship in the movie between Jin and uh, K2SO. Um, we some shots of the Death the, Star together. I'm going to say the Eclipse one, the Eclipse shot, I think. Mm-hmm. That one in the trailer looks good, but it pales in comparison to the one in the actual movie. Oh, yeah. Like, some of the cinematography from this movie is just spectacular. Yeah, Yeah. you can just pick out some shots and they're so good. Yeah. That reminded me a lot of in... uh, That scene always reminds me a lot of in The Force Awakens when... um, star killer base <laughs> like sucks the sun or the right. the star Eats and the like star. you like see it go dark and everything like that because they just ate all the light right it feels a lot like that yep um and Here's we get our Tarkin. first yeah we, no this is krennic oh yeah yeah i don't think we see tarkin at all 
Uh, when when you said Tarkin, I was thinking Krennic. Krennic yeah. They yeah. both have the k yeah the, the the n and the k <laughs> yeah you know, just in reverse order yeah because I wonder how far along Tarkin was when they came out with this, um yeah you I don't mean know like digital rendering or like well, yeah I mean like <laughs> they had a guy do everything you know a guy acted everything out and right. then they just like CGI'd you know it's like they use that like face app app <laughs> I think it's probably what they use yeah that's, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. after after they did it they let them say yeah you can make this face app out <laughs> um so we see uh a bad guy i don't know if we know he's a bad guy but we know he's a bad guy he's uh, which is krennic yeah uh but he's wearing white so you think oh maybe he's good but he's got a pretty evil look on his I'm eye saying he got the the red and blue like whatever. military yeah you know credentials or whatever yeah he looks imperial with yeah. those things um krennic is such a good bad guy i mean i think i love krennic in this movie he's he's the most i would say krennic is the most real in the sense yeah. that he's not like an exaggerated villain right you know, vader not the, i mean vader's a little bit of an exaggeration just because of you know he's wearing a mask and he's right. all black and all that right. stuff but uh <laughs> we just watched um night the museum too and well, yes he's like What's are we going, going to the opera <laughs> i don't think so. i don't think so <laughs> <You're dramatic>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah like he's a little bit like over the top right but like with krennic he's like you know he's trying like you can see here's a guy that he could just as easily be working for the rebellion he's just going to go wherever it, it's going to benefit him the most right right i mean i guess you learn that in the movie so you don't know that from right from the, the trailer, trailer but yeah I, you know, to the point of him being a good bad guy, I think you appreciate that he's just, he's in the situation, he's making the best of it, he's trying to move up, you know. Right. He and wants he, his accolades. Yeah. yeah. In the so. movie, you can see his, like, desperation for acknowledgement. Right. Like, yeah. even when he was, like, face-to-face with Vader, or no, Tarkin, which Tarkin would be, like, second in command, as far as we knew, like, watching A New Hope, it's, like, Vader and then Tarkin, Right. right. Um, which Tarkin might be even higher than Vader. I don't really know, and I don't really understand. It's like the Pope think, and the. Well, I think I, I think Tarkin was probably when you think about it from a military. Yeah, he's probably second in command to the Emperor or something like yeah. that. But Vader was kind of like that henchman that you have on the side that does right. everything, you know, all the black bag stuff. Right. You know. Right. So he's kind of like the also the second, but he's for a completely different right. reason. So even when Krennic is with Tarkin, he says, um, "So you're gonna tell Vader right. that this works, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's not like shy about like wanting to be known for what he's doing. Well, even that, you know, doesn't he tell? Doesn't he ask Vader to tell Tarkin that he's in charge? When oh when, yes, he says, "So I'm in charge then, right? Yeah, and that's when Vader says, "Don't be choke. careful not to choke on your aspirations." Yeah, <laughs> which apparently is the first and only time that. Vader says choke in the entire Star Wars saga. <laughs> um, so I don't think this happens either. Maybe I'm not remembering right. We have the U uh, wing, which is one of my favorite, one of my favorite ships. I wanted to get this in Lego, but it's pretty expensive. Um, the Rogue One U wing, the one where like it is can it go discon- out. Is it discontinued? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why it's expensive. Yes. Yeah. So we got the troops storming the beach, 
Um, we got lots of explosions and excitement and um, yeah, stuff blowing up. And I was trying to. Think. We know after the fact that this is different parts of the movie combined, right? But it looks like all the same. Looks like all the same scene. When I was trying to hear what the music was that was playing there too, because you know more than any more than most series, you know that the music tells as much of the story right. as anything. So you're, and this, like I was, I would always <clears throat> any like Star Wars trailer or movie, I'm always listening to the music to mm-hmm. see what clues it's telling me. Well, and this now I don't know how trailer music works. Apparently trailer music isn't necessarily by the same people who did the score of the movie. Hmm. Like I only found out that out since rise of Skywalker because no place does John Williams, uh, have that song from the rise of Skywalker trailer. Right. The Samuel Kim one. Right. Which I never did find out if he's the one that wrote that or not. But, um, so we get this trailer, which this movie is not John Williams. It's said inspired by John Williams, but it's, John Powell? Is that right? Oh. Or is it Michael Giacchino? When did Star Wars... I mean, when did Rogue One and when did Solo? Um, Are you IMDb-ing it? Yep. Because, I mean, it sounds so similar to John Williams stuff, which it should. Um, I don't even know where you find something like that. All cast and crew. Yeah. Sound of Michael Gia. Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Okay. So John Powell, I think it's John Powell, did uh, Solo, um, which both of them have very uh, big um, uh, Star Wars sounding soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a very good job of keeping it Star Wars, um, but not making it exactly like Star Wars. Like, there's at the beginning of this movie, which we don't get in the trailer, there's a specific Rogue One kind of sound that, like, Oh, it's almost the like opening scene of Star Wars, uh, but not quite. Hmm. But Rogue One also was the first one that did not have the opening crawl. It oh. just had like uh, it just had the words Rogue One, and then it went to something else. I'd I'd seen somewhere that um, the plot synopsis of Rogue One is the opening crawl of. A New Hope, which was pretty interesting hmm. to think about. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's like... it. The opening crawl is telling you like what happened before A New Hope started, right? which is Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had X-Wings blowing up something. We get a lot of uh, explosions. Oh, we do get the... Um, is that the... AT-AT. The Force music? Turn up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. We see Jin say something to Saul Guerrero again. Say this mm-hmm. is our chance to make a real difference. Mm-hmm. And he's smiling at her. Um, which is interesting compared to the movie. Because Saul and her don't really agree on much in the right. movie. Yeah. Um, in their short little interaction. Yeah. But it is when she sees... I feel like it's when she sees what her dad says to her in the hologram that she changes everything. Like the conversation before that is, um, he's like, you don't care about seeing the Imperial flag fly. And she's like, it's not a problem if you don't look up. Right. So obviously she's like, doesn't care. She's just doing this job because she doesn't have to be in prison if she doesn't. Right. I feel Um, like she's, she's kind of going about as 
like Mando or Solo right. or just kind of like those characters just like yeah, all of this stuff is happening, but I need to take care of myself my own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was I know this movie in this at the beat when this first came out, it got a lot of praise for having a strong female lead like right like very evident that there's going to be a strong female lead in this movie especially coming off of force awakens which also had a strong female lead right um but in both movies they're pretty much surrounded by men (laughs) so which is yeah i think marvel did a better job of kind of doing it the other way um giving like more or less equal especially towards the end of the whatever you call that Phase five, six, seven, I don't know. Phase three. <laughs> I think of the scene where you have in Infinity War, no, Endgame, Endgame. where you have them all coming together for that right. shot. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, does Star Wars have that? Could they have that? They don't have enough females all in one time to right. have that. Yeah. Um, so it's. So they have some good female characters along the way. I mean, I think Princess yeah. Leia has always been. Oh, a strong character a strong, for sure. A strong yeah. character. And somehow I think too, not that this, it, I feel like it's gotten a little distorted that in order to have a strong female character, there can't be any sort of love story wrapped yeah. around that character, which I, I think is a little bit unfortunate because not that I'm saying that every female character should be involved in a love story with another male character or female character, however you want to look at that. My point is, is that, you know, human beings or, you know, you know, beings, right. As far as we know them are relational. Right. And you're always going to have certain relations that are going to be much more important than others. And right. Some of them turn to be romantic and that's okay. Right. Does not mean that a female character becomes less empowered? Right. But if that's the only part of who she is, which, you know, you think of some of the, some of the rom-coms or things right. like that, then, right. yeah, that's that's the case. But yeah. I, I think, yeah. Star Wars hasn't relied on that, really. No, I don't like, think so. Princess I mean, Leia was, like, way strong and independent before she had anything to do with Han. Right. Yeah, I mean, when so. the fact that she would stand up to Tarkin and Vader, right, you right. know, like halfway through A New Hope, he knew that this was yeah. not... Did you Anyone know th- that you could? Did you know when she talked to Tarkin in that scene, she was standing on a stool? I remember reading <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and he was wearing slippers. <laughs> he and he, apparently he didn't like to wear boots or shoes or whatever he had to wear in his costume. So anytime they didn't show his feet, he wore these slippers. Apparently, <laughs> I remember reading that somewhere. Um, yeah. So we're getting close to the end. It's really just a lot of explosions. But and here's this one scene. Yeah, this is the scene that I was disappointed was not in the movie. She it's when she's walking out to the catwalk and in the movie she's going out there to adjust the uh dish. The dish, yep. Yeah. Yeah, the antenna. Yep. Yeah. But we get this awesome, awesome shot of this uh TIE fighter right in front of her face. Right. And when I went and watched the movie, recently I watched it again and I was like looking for this specifically, and I'm like, did they just add the TIE fighter in completely afterwards? Which of course they did. You know, yeah. it's CGI. Yeah. But like, it's this exact same shot in the movie oh, right. and they, without they, the TIE fighter. They reshot it. <laughs> okay, everyone. Back to Scarif. We got to get the shot without the TIE fighter. <laughs> no, but it's it's just like this exact same shot without right. a TIE fighter, yep. um, which was 
I don't know what would happen if there was a TIE fighter there, but it was just cool to think about. Again, one of those ships you kind of expect to see in space right? being 15 feet in front of your face. Well, and I... Yeah, and I think too you can you can tell from here that it doesn't quite the the coloration right. and everything. Yeah, you yeah. can tell, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's cool to think about her. She's holding a gun in her hand, just like walking up. She's not scared of this tie fighter. She's just like right. walking up, and she's gonna do something awesome with this right. tie fighter right here. Yeah, shoot the pilot out of the. She's middle gonna or use something. the force and push it right, away. Right, right. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't remember if I had like hopes that she was a force wielder. I remember when I watched the movie, I was hoping to see a little more from. Donnie Yen, as far as like force stuff goes, yeah, um, which we didn't get really, right. but it didn't say that he's a Jedi. It just says that he's uh, I am one with the force. The yeah, force yeah. <laughs> in oh no, maybe that's a different one. I'm pretty sure in this movie he says, yeah, it's in the movie. Chirrut says, "May the force of others be with you." Like when people when they're like in the market, people are like walk around, and him and Bays are just sitting there, hmm. and he says to people, "May the force of others be with you." Which apparently was the original phrase that Lucas had written. Instead of "May the Force be with you," it was "May the Force of others be with you." Interesting. And then they dropped the "of others," which saying the "May the Force of others be with you" is kind of like what Qui Gon, I think, kind of think with like the the Force stays with you even after you die. The living force. The living force. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Yeah, we get this shot of the whole crew together and mm-hmm. Jin smiling. You don't know that she just said, may the force be with us or may the force be with you or whatever she says here. Um, also in this scene or in this movie, you find out that her mom, like you get the religion thing as well because her mom is the one that carried the like kyber crystal right. around. Yeah. Um, and you find out that she was like a follower of the religion. Well, I think what I liked... I mean, you find about it in the in the movie as well. The importance of the kyber crystals, mm-hmm. I, and I think those the strongest are th- hearts have a heart of kyber. No, it's <laughs> the strongest stars <laughs> have a heart of kyber. <laughs> Nailed it! Should have given me. Should have given me the role. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. So I I liked some of those things that pulled in the force stuff. You know, yeah. like, it was interesting. So like. I, I think I would have known that what kyber crystals were prior to the movie, but I would have only known them as something that was used to build a lightsaber right. because of the Clone Wars. Right. But I wouldn't have known that that's what powered the Death Star. Yeah. You know? and I had no so, idea before this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting to <laughs> to kind of learn some of those things, but not have it be like... Like that was kind of all, uh, all you got of the force, right? Know? I mean, a little right. bit with maybe, Chirrut, you know, but maybe it's hard to know if he's just really good at karate or if he's using the force, right? Because he's blind, so right. Um, well, if but you, maybe if he's you like a daredevil. Scene, he's like daredevil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I remember last time I watched it, thinking I remember going into thinking I, the same thing. I wish there was more opportunities for Donnie Yen to show off his skills. And then you watch the scene in the market. That's actually it's a really good, pretty scene. good yeah. scene. It's just not like, very long. He like sweeps his leg, and the like stones go up, and yeah, it's a really cool scene. I'm just um, thinking like when it when you've just watched like It Man or Legend of the Fist, where right. it's like an hour and a half straight <laughs> right. of just him fighting. Did like, you ever see Wing Chun the movie? Yes. 
It's been was, a long time. Yeah. But yeah. I Where don't... he is like not the main character. Like Wing Chun is the main character. Right. Yeah. That was an interesting one. Or yeah. what's Dragon Tiger Gate? Did you see that one? Probably. Uh, I mean, I, that was another I was... weird one with him in it. Like he was in a lot of like well, strange I mean, ones. I mean, I think I think they're strange to us because right. the style, like the Asian style of movie making is so different. Right. Like, right. I mean, you and I for a while were really into that. I mean, yeah. like... <laughs> Because I remember Aaron making fun of us. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, you watch another one with subtitles. But I was like, Netflix has so many I know. of these good movies. I'm I like, know. oh my goodness. But after a while, you got, okay, you know, there's like, there you kind of start to see that there's this style. Right. You know, like, it's like oh yeah. Like the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon well, style. Well, not even that, but just the way that the, the dialogue, the story moves, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's why I thought Ip Man was different because it didn't have that same type of thing it was much more hollywood yeah yeah had a much more like western yeah movie style yeah yeah Yeah. um so let's see one minute and 52 seconds in we get the rogue one star wars story uh i I think i think i know what you mean by what does a star wars story mean because it's like okay is it like somebody just bought the rights to be able to make something or did it actually come from Right. Like, is it like, Does fa- this, is it like Sony making. Right. Does this have anything to do with the last seven movies of right. Star Wars that I've yeah. seen? Yeah. Um, it's like an expanded universe type thing. Somebody just came up with a story. Right. And Star Wars, like, yeah. Is this real? Cool. <laughs> like, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> is this nonfiction Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> is this nonfiction fiction? <laughs> um, but then right after the Rogue One thing, we get uh, this part that tells us that it does line up with everything else that we've seen before mm-hmm. we get this view of the death star like in a like a map right and then we see darth vader's helmet we hear the for just a second right just a second and then we're like oh darth vader's in this movie and, and it, it's the best darth vader <laughs> ever in <Yeah>. this movie <laughs> so far i'm a, i'm interested to see what darth vader Wait, is this right? Yeah. Darth Vader is going to be in the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. So, well, it'll be interesting th- to see the Darth Vader that Hayden, Christ- wow, that Hayden Christensen plays in this in Obi-Wan. But It'll be interesting to see how that pairs with the Darth Vader that's in, um, I want to say Rebels. Clone Wars. Well, not Clone Wars. Um, the other... It's Rebels. Yeah, Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I haven't watched much of Rebels. Um, yeah, because this would have happened like right at Rebels. Right. Right after I think Rebels. It, but there's like some interest. I've seen scenes from Rebels, like the one where him and Ahsoka fight. Right. And I think him and Obi-Wan fight at some point in, this, in the show. But maybe I could be wrong. But maybe I'm wrong. But I think it'd just be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. And yeah. You're right. I would love to see that. I would love to see a Vader series. I think oh, I've said yeah. this before. More than anything. And I mean like Have you tried reading the Vader Immortal comics? Um you've told me about them and okay. I and I saw on the Discord that I think it was you and McPeachy were talking about it. Yeah, I think he has read them. I haven't read okay. any of them. But I know there's a lot of like focus on Vader yeah. and uh stuff between Which- Return of the Jedi or um Revenge of the Sith and uh the original trilogy yeah i i think 
I think that would be a, a an interesting place to kind of go. I don't want to say like rated R, but kind of adult level, right? You know, let let's bring in PG fourteen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't need to go Games of Thrones on it, right? But I'm just saying something like, a little darker. Yeah, kind of like the Mandalorian was a little darker, but yeah, something like that. Kind yeah, of. yeah. But this is has a very similar feel to the Mandalorian in that it stands by itself. Mm-hmm. But there's enough in it that links it to the rest of the saga that you're like, right. oh, this is Star- this is Star Wars. Yeah, um, and that's and- what I th- I think again that harkens back to the to a new hope, you know, in a lot of ways that like you think about when that movie first came out, nobody knew that there's going to be this whole right. universe that was coming out of it, and so I think you know some of those diehard fans, are, I think they still have some of those feelings about it, mm-hmm. you know, like. I remember, you know, waiting to see the first right. one and all right. that kind of stuff. And there's these brand new characters. And I think again with this, it was brand new characters, but it linked into the story that was already there, but it can stand on its own, you know. And yeah. I think that's I like this one. You know, as far as the Star Wars stories go, this one I think is head and shoulders above the other one. <laughs> The one not to be mentioned. <laughs> no. I like that one in its own right, but uh, Rogue One to me, I like Rogue One a lot better. Um, Rogue One is one that I would have told, like I would tell people, like I will tell people like, oh, you don't need to like Star Wars to watch it. You know, it's a whole new gang of characters. Right. You know, we didn't know any of them before we started and you don't know any of them before we started. Yeah. Kind of like, oh yeah, you can watch The Mandalorian and not have watched any Star Wars and you'll still enjoy it. Yeah. But it's so hard for me to know that for sure because I didn't because i've watched star wars Mm -hmm. so it's like yes i love mandalorian i love rogue one but coming with fresh eyes like could you like rogue one and get it without watching anything else yeah i would say that you can but it's hard for me to say yeah no i think if i would pick you know like i don't know i think aaron's seen a few of the star wars ones i know that she's seen rise of skywalker and i know that and I know that she liked it. I but I would say, if I had to pick out one movie to say for her to watch, a Ro- I mean, Rogue One would be the oh, yeah. one because it is one that is interest. It has an interesting story. I think it can pique your interest into these characters, and if you if it, it and it maybe it would pique it enough for you to see the other movies. Right. If okay. you start, yeah, it's a it's the best one to start with. Yeah. Because the electric, like, um, like viewing it, like everything's there. Like the technology is there, the CGI, everything is there, and then you get invested in the story, and then you can watch A New Hope, where it's like, okay, that's kind of like the CGI, like the special effects aren't really great now. Right. I mean, then they were obviously, right. but like starting with Rogue One, you get invested in the story, and then you watch A New Hope, and you kind of like don't let those other like hokey ish things bother you because you're interested in the story um if you start with a new hope you're like oh well i can't even take this like it looks like just a guy sitting in a cockpit shaking around I'm like right. okay well yeah that's what it was right. <laughs> you know what i mean right <laughs> well i think what is in, it's in an interesting placement too in the story mm-hmm. because it, you if you watch it you see that there's it makes you interested in what led up to the event and it makes you interested in what happened after the the event. The, I mean, the story. Right. 
Um, and so you can go, you can either go prequel trilogy or you could go OG trilogy. Right. You know, you can kind of go either way and you'll be okay. Right. And so I think it's, you know, for people that are like, oh, I don't, I've never seen any Star Wars. I don't know which one I should start with. This Rogue One. Is, go Rogue One. And if you think, okay, I'm interested in knowing, you know, how we got here, then go back to the right. prequels. You know, I want to yeah. see what happens after this. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's it's it has a a special place to be able to do those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, a good movie. Yep. So at just about two minutes, a minute and fifty eight seconds. No, it's two minutes, pretty much exactly. Uh, the trailer's over. So. Um. Yeah, I feel like it's you could play it immediately before New Hope. Like you wouldn't even need a break. If you don't show where like the one ends and the one begins, you just play it through, and it's like, um, what's that Queen song that's like two songs combined? We are it's the like, champions, and we will we rock will you. rock you. Yeah, yeah. Someone told me one time, and he was old, like like I was like twenty, I was like fifteen, and he was like forty. So I'm like, he must be right. <laughs> he t- <laughs> he told me that the reason those songs play together is because when Queen made the album, they didn't leave any space between them. So back when disc jockeys, jockey discs, like mm-hmm. records, yeah, they didn't have time to cut it and start a new song. So they just let it play because there was no time in between tracks. And that's why they still play together now. Interesting. So that could be like Rogue One and A New Hope. There you go. Just like this movie ends and the scene leads right into the new one. Right. There were parts of Rogue One when I'm like, when like they're all, all the like, um, uh, I was going to say resistance, but that's not right. The Republic. Rebellion? The rebels, yes, <laughs> are lined up in the hallway, and it looks like they're waiting for Vader to come in. I'm like, oh, this is like where New Hope starts off. Like, they're already like there. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no, this is just a very similar looking scene. Right. Um, and then Darth Vader goes nuts. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's the trailer for Rogue One. Gets you pretty excited for the movie with... Without telling you anything about the movie, I was gonna say without. Com- <laughs> I mean, it tells you, it gets you excited without telling you. You don't even know that they're trying to steal the plans of the Death Star. <laughs> I mean, I guess you do. They said you have a special mission, but yeah, um, it's yeah, such a good movie. Well, I think that you, I think it's implied because of. Well, yeah, they. You'd have to know that that's what they're doing from watching A New Hope, right? Or at least right. knowing knowing the story of A New Hope, yeah. All right, so that's pretty much it for the trailer. Anything else you want to talk about with uh, the trailer or Rogue One? No? No. Cool. All right, well, let's move on. Um, We'll talk about the uh, Star Wars random fact of the podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. But I was going into Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. As you wish. So I say random fact, but it's not random. Really, because it has to do with Rogue One. Oh. <laughs> so it's it still lines up. Um, the director of Rogue One is Gareth Edwards. And he actually had a cameo in The Last Jedi at the um, the salt planet. What is it? Mustafar. <laughs> no, the red and white planet, Matt. Uh, Crate. Kashyyyk. <laughs> Crate. Oh. So it, on Crate, do you remember when the guy like... He licks his finger, or no? He he touches the ground and then licks his finger, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Salt." <laughs> it's not him. It's the guy beside him oh. who's watching him lick the ground. Is Gareth Edwards, gotcha. who directed this movie and was in that movie, uh, which is funny because 
Um, well, he plays Resistance Trench Soldier. That's his role. <laughs> One. One. <laughs> <laughs> because some of the other people in the trench there are um, Mark Hamill's kids as well. They're, okay. in, they're in that movie, um, in that scene. Um, but that scene always was funny to me because it's like, yeah, I see the ground is white, but I'm not going to taste it. I've seen yeah. other like weird colored ground and haven't tasted it. Right. Like it's just as, but I guess it's just so us, the viewers know that it's salt. Right. Someone could just be like, Hey, why is this all white? Goes, it's salt. Okay. <laughs> okay. That seems more logical than someone t- tasting it. But, but how did somebody figure that out? Somebody, had, somebody, somebody had... tasted it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think of all the things that people tasted before they decided what was good tasting, and what was bad tasting. Exactly. And like, somehow we still eat olives. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well who would have said okay that chicken just right. laid something yeah. just dropped something out of his did that just come out of chicken i want to eat it yeah and then they eat it raw it's like you know no, I mean? no, no, probably, that's not right they probably ate it raw the first time like this is horrible like but let's try cooking it yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's a good idea let's try cooking it. yeah anyways uh and that is your random star wars fact of the podcast the force will be with you always and uh, I want to shout out to all the patrons. Uh, you guys are amazing. The coolest people in the galaxy. And you are what makes the podcast possible. So thank you to Brian, Josh, John, Valerie, Mots, Tyler, Ali, Aaron, Dan, Tim, Casey, and Melissa. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for the ongoing support. It means the world to me. And I appreciate you all greatly. And uh, that is what we got for the first episode of 12, hopefully, of Rogue One. And I'm excited to talk about every other thing in Rogue One. (laughs) Um, But who knew we could take two minutes and stretch it for an hour? It's amazing. It's amazing. We're pretty good. Star Wars. Star Wars. (laughs) Thanks, Matt, for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye.